Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. And then his father and mother said to him, There is no woman among the daughters. Oh, sorry. Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren? Or. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you ain't got no cousins. <laughs> I said, There is no. There's no woman. There's no woman. Sorry. I'm going to start that one over. <laughs> So tonight we are having an honest discussion about infatuation. And you may be thinking, like we kind of were when we came up with this, isn't that the same as lust? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, we've done some research and it is a little bit different than lust. And so we're going to talk about that. So what I have for infatuation is that it's an intense but short-lived passion or admiration. Like sometimes we say being smitten or you have a crush. Mm. Um, sometimes we think it's love. It can really feel like it just feels really intense at first, um, but it's often short-lived. So what did y'all have for what it means? I mean, when I thought of infatuation, I thought of, you know, you're in love with the idea of something, um, but blinded by the truth. Because so many times, you know, in relationships, that infatuation gets you and you just lose sight of the actual truth behind the relationship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ava, do you have anything? I thought about The Bachelor and how they just, <laughs> yeah, they just seem to like love each other so hard. It's oh, like, yeah, so you don't quick. even know them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. It's very emotional and very self-centered, I feel mm-hmm. like, because it just depends on how you're feeling about the, about this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to look at what the Bible says, as always. <laughs> and the Bible doesn't really have that many verses about infatuation, if any. Um, so, this is mostly just kind of things that like Paul or other people have written about things that are kind of similar. And, you know, I think it would apply just as well. Mm -hmm. So the first verse I have is Ephesians five verses 15 through 18. And here Paul says, um, see then that you walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Um, so mostly I want to talk about verses 15 and um, 18. Um, and be, I know it says being drunk on wine, but like when you're drunk or you're doing drugs, you, you have that dopamine chemical in your brain. It's like really addicted, and that's what makes you want to do drugs more. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you'd be like, wow, that was really awful. So mm-hmm. it just gets you that feeling in your brain and infatuation kind of does the same thing psychologists have you know they've done a study on this on the effects of it like when you see somebody really good looking or somebody you're you know going on a date with and you just get really into talking with them they seem really interesting it gives you that that chemical dopamine just starts going kind of crazy in your brain mm-hmm. and it makes you want to see that person more um and i think this is why people date like you have serial daters you know the people <laughs> not serial right. killers serial daters like we we all know it that is one you have serial yeah. killers probably it is <laughs> the same effect um we all know that girl maybe some of you have been that girl who always has to have a boyfriend mm. and you just think you know they go from one person to the next it's like they broke up this person 
or we clear the date and somebody else. And I think it's, I think it's because of that dopamine, you know, they date somebody mm-hmm. for a few months and once they, you know, start getting more into serious stuff, it's like, it's not as fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they want to go to somebody else. And that's just my personal, um, kind of take on it. And this also goes with first Peter five, verse eight, where he says to be sober minded. And so you know, it's just all about keeping your mind clear because when you have that dopamine chemical going crazy in your brain, you don't think straight, you know, just like doing drugs or alcohol. You're not thinking straight because you're trying to get that next fix, you know. CrossFit. De- CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cult. <laughs> um, and then Ava has talked about 1 Corinthians 13 um, quite a bit. And, you know, we love those verses um, where it talks, this is the chapter on love. Um, you know, it says, love suffers long and is kind. It does not envy, does not parade itself. It's not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. Um, and I'm not going to look at each one of these things and break it down, but basically I think infatuation is kind of the opposite of those things. You know, it's not patient. It's, you know, it's all about self-satisfaction and getting, you know, that feeling, you know, when you're dating someone that you really like, you know, you just want to see them all the time. You want to talk to them all the time. You want to Snapchat them all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not patient. And we could go through every one of these things, but basically if you take the opposite of it, it's kind of what infatuation leads to. There's a few instances of infatuation in the Bible. Um, There's probably several we could look at, but there's two that I'm going to pull out that we don't look at a lot. And so I thought it was really interesting to use these. And the first one is Samson in Judges chapter 14. And so in the first three verses, it says, Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I've seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me as a wife. His father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Um, so here, you know, Samson just sees this Philistine woman and he's like, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> and, you know, as he didn't take the time to date her, or, like, meet her family. He may not even met her. I mean, yeah, it sounds like real. he saw her and was like, I'm going to marry that, that girl. <laughs> um, you know, she didn't meet his family. There's like no time spent. And, you know, just this infatuation with her, maybe some lust in there with it. Um you know, he didn't consult God even, you know, he's a, he was a judge and he didn't even, you know, talk to God about, is this the direction I should go with my life? Mm-hmm. And because he followed this infatuation, he got in some big trouble with the Philistines, um, which it does say on down that, you know, the Lord used him in, in a way to, you know, with the enemies, th- with the Philistines. So the Lord did use him right. with this infatuation, but it did get him into some trouble. Um, and the next example is um, in Second Samuel 13. And this is about Amnon, who is King David's or was King David's son. And Amnon, you thought that was messed up with mm-hmm. him. His parents been like, "Is there nobody in the in Israel that you want to date?" Amnon becomes infatuated with his half sister Tamar, and so he just like, I mean, I'm assuming he probably spent some time with her since they were half siblings, but. It just says that he became sick. Like, he became so distressed over his sister that he became sick. And he kind of concocts this plan to have her come take care of him while he's pretending to be sick. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess he just kind of got sick. To, you know, like, you get lovesick. 
he went like he was like he had the stomach flu or mm-hmm. something or COVID mm-hmm. <laughs> because of his infatuation. Um, but he claims to be in love with her in verse four, I believe. Um, so yeah, it says he loves. It says I love Tamar. So he's like you know thinking he's in love with this woman, and so he concocts this plan, and she comes to take care of him while he's pretending to be sick, and he tries to like seduce her, and like, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that mm-hmm. because you know she was still a young woman, she was a virgin. And that was that's a very important thing. And mm-hmm. so she's like, I don't want that would ruin my reputation and everything. And because he's so infatuated with her, and there's like again with Samson, there's some lust in there with, with that too. He rapes her, and after he rapes her, it says that he hated her more than he had loved her before. And you know, just this infatuation, he got his way, and he he threw her out like trash mm-hmm. just after he had his way with her, and he was just even more empty inside. Because he followed that infatuation, that was not love. The one that I looked up um, was Colossians 3, 5, and it says, um, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And, you know, I think infatuation can get you in that obsession mindset. And when you're in that obsession mindset, you know, it can turn to idolatry. Um, and so that's what reminded me, of, you know, when I started thinking about that, that's when I looked up this verse because, um, and I started looking at this list and passion, other versions use lust and um, another version, I can't remember which one, uses excessive affection. Um, and I think that's what, you know, in, infatuation is. Um, and then, of course, covetousness goes along with it too because it's that ex- excessive desire for something. Um, so, you know, that, that verse, um, you know, really spoke to me when I was studying this. Um, yeah, I definitely think that infatuation can lead to idolatry because mm-hmm. you're putting that person on a pedestal mm-hmm. and sometimes you move that pedestal above God mm-hmm. and we seek his, that person that you're putting on the pedestal, we seek their opinions higher than we do God's opinions. We put them above other people's opinions. And so if he is pressuring you to do something that God says not to do, it could put you in a position where you listen to that person instead of listening to God. Mm -hmm. And you're seeking the approval of that person instead of seeking the approval of God. And we know that in Matthew Chapter 6, verse 33, we're told to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's really good. Yeah, it can for sure become something we idolize. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I want to next, I want to talk about how do you differentiate between love and infatuation? Because I definitely think infatuation leads into love most of the time because. I mean, you're not going to date someone most likely that you don't find interesting or attractive. I mean, mm-hmm. that kind of is like the step towards it. But if you stay in that state, you know, how do you know, is this moving into love or am I still stuck in this infatuation stage? Yeah. And I do think there's some big um, differences. Um, like infatuation is driven by emotion, how you're feeling. And love is driven by commitment. You know, once you get to where, you know, you like being with this person, you had to make that commitment that you're going to, you know, stay with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, also, infatuation cannot wait to be satisfied. Like we saw with Samson and Amnon, it's like we had to have this person now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's no patience. And love waits on God's timing and God's blessing for the relationship to blossom. Infatuation is about self-satisfaction. And love 
has the other person's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. It's all about making, you know, you're wanting to do things. And sure. they know more about this than I do. So if y'all no, have anything you want to sure. say yeah. uh, or correct me on. No, yeah, that's all. Add. Yeah, I mean, love is definitely like a give and take. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be times in love that you feel like you're you're giving more and there's going to be times that you feel like you're receiving more Mm -hmm. but I think infatuation is just kind of constantly that one-sidedness of Mm -hmm. just like it demands things from other people I've seen relationships where um you know the person is given all the energy into it and even excessive energy to where they're like trying to cover up you know from to, to their friends they're trying to cover up that relationship you know because they're mm-hmm. so infatuated with it that they're putting you know not only all the energy into that relationship but even more to protect that relationship you know yeah it's a sad place to be for sure um infatuation brings on more sin like lust discontent envy and fornication and love brings the fruits of the spirit you know love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness mm-hmm. gentleness self-control <laughs> that's what love's going to give you and love yeah. is in there so yeah <laughs> um Infatuation ends abruptly, but love never fails. You know, mm-hmm. infatuation is going to fade away. I mean, I'm sure if you talk to your parents, but like they've been married for many years, they're most likely not still in that just infatuation, lovey dovey yeah. stage. <laughs> but love never fails. And um, infatuation is something you fall suddenly and accidentally into. You know, like when people say they're falling in love, um, but love is a conscious choice. Like I said, it's a decision every day. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, definitely. Like when you, when you're in that love relationship, as opposed to infatuation, when you show those sides of yourself that takes, takes love, not just infatuation. When you mm-hmm. show those, um, those demons inside of you, that person will love you no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to run away just because you're difficult <laughs> yeah I mean when me and Jason started dating I was 15 so of course I was infatuated with the idea of a relationship I mean that's that's how ours started out you know is with infatuation and um luckily Jason was a good guy and I you know um but you know it was when we started loving each other's bad sides like you were talking about with the demons I mean when we and, you know, and he'd show his bad side, you know, and I would love and, you know, push him through that and, you know, encourage him. And same mm-hmm. with me. I mean, he was my biggest support system on my bad side, you know, instead of, you know, telling me to get over myself or stuff like that. You know, um, I think that's true love or even like my ugly side. When I thought I was ugly, you know, he made me feel beautiful. And I feel like that's that's um, where love start, you know, starts to build is in those times. Yeah. And it's not saying that like your demons is abusive you know it's yeah. not that like oh well i love him so i have to accept that he abuses right. me like that's not what it is right for sure like, like for me it was my insecurity because of a disability so i was always really scared to open up mm-hmm. to you know guys that i was dating because i'm like they're not gonna ex- like that's too much baggage for somebody to handle at the age of you know 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, you know, Dustin saw me as a person, not just for my flaws, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, infatuation happens at first sight and it springs up fast, but love is grown and it's carefully cultivated like a plant. You have to tend it and take care of it. And, you know, trees don't spring up overnight. Mm-hmm. Trees take many, many years to come like to f- those big trees we see. Mm-hmm. It takes, you know, 
20, 30, 50, 100 years to mm-hmm. get to the fullness. Yeah. People always talk about like chemistry, like, oh, we had just so much chemistry the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. that we met. And like when you think about when you do like a chemical experiment, you know, there's always like a big explosion and it might be like beautiful colors and yeah. be pretty or something like Dustin loves fireworks. So, <laughs> like, you know, it's very explosive and it can be beautiful. But it's short-lived, mm-hmm, you know, right. and you enjoy it while it's there. But mm-hmm. then when it's gone, you don't have anything to show for it. But like if, you, you know, love is like a tree. Mm-hmm. So as it grows, you know, it produces fruits or nuts or, you know, something substantial. And it can constantly. The spirit. The fruits of the spirit. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's always needing to be tended to. I mean, mm-hmm. water taken care of, you know, I mean, needing those nutrients, you know, it's not. It, it needs it needs taken care of basically <laughs> so. exactly um, infatuation is directed inward like how you're feeling how this person makes you feel mm-hmm. but love is directed towards them you show them love and you know if they'd love you they will show you love back mm-hmm. but you know infatuation is just like well he makes me feel pretty he makes me mm-hmm. feel like I can't even think of anything I guess I've never felt it <laughs> <laughs> never felt infatuated um infatuation depends on reciprocity like if i do this for you then you know that you're going to do this for me but Mm -hmm. love stands alone you know you show love and if they don't give it back to you you've done your part you're showing your love Mm -hmm. and the last one i have is infatuation is attraction it's you know physical attraction it's mental attraction but love is an imitation of god Mm. yeah that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Do I have anything else on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's awesome. Like, everything you said was, like, spot on. Yeah, for Thank real. You. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in terms of my personality, I consider myself a realist. Really, I'm a pessimist. But <laughs> I like to say realist because it doesn't sound as bad. But infatuation is very idealistic. So, it's like, this is what a relationship looks like it looks Mm -hmm. like those pretty instagram pictures it looks Mm -hmm. like you know wearing matching outfits on easter (laughs) it looks like me wearing your jersey on at to school on friday it looks like this but real love is realistic you know it it understands that nobody's perfect and Mm -hmm. that individuals aren't gonna be perfect but they can have a perfect love and that just goes by like pouring your heart and soul into each other and filling each other up. It's not mm-hmm. one sided like we talked about. Yeah. Okay, so since so we've kind of contrasted infatuation and love, I mean, we've you know we've told you the differences and how you might can tell if it is, but how do you get over that infatuation? That's kind of the hard part because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happens, you know, it's not like you plan to be infatuated with somebody. Yeah. Um, so I think you need to step, t- first of all, take a step back, you know, look at this person outside of your little crush bubble. Mm-hmm. And crush bubble? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you put this person on a pedestal oh, in their yeah. own little bubble, like they have a little safe room and mm-hmm. it's like nothing can touch them. Nothing yeah. can touch they them. They can do nothing wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But look mm-hmm. at them outside of this, you know, yeah. why do you really like this person? Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it on a deeper level? You know, is it how they treat people? Are they showing fruits of the spirit? Are they a Christian? Or, you know, it's are they hard doing- to examine when you're, you know, 15, 16, 17, because yeah. you're not thinking long term, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you need to look at this person outside of your bubble or pedestal. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And ask God is the most important thing. Is is this someone that God has planned for you or has some kind of, you know, is there a reason that you two should come together? You know, it may not be marriage, but maybe there's a, another reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say something. I mean, when we were, when me and Jason were dating, I mean, I was confused I, because I was infatuated. I was, you know, head over heels, like they say, you know. And um, as time went on, I started thinking like, well, I've never loved anyone. You know, I've never loved a, a boy before. I don't know if this is love or if I'm just in love with the idea of him. Mm-hmm. And it's really confusing. It is hard. Um, it's not just like, oh, well, you just know when you love someone or you just know when, you know, it's not true love. You don't. And sometimes it, it is confusing. Um, so like you said, stepping, you know, taking a look outside of that. I mean, for me, I had to take a look. You know, I had to separate myself from the relationship. I took time and he respected that and he loved me. So, I mean, he really did love me because he waited. He he respected that I needed that time to figure it out, you know, figure out my emotions. And he did wait, you know, for me to. And when I was away from that, I could see clearly when you're right in that relationship, of course, you're not you're just going to be like, oh, well, it's fine. You know, I do really love him because I like being around him. I like, you know, because everybody wants somebody to spend time with, you know. Yeah. And that can blind you sometimes to know if that's true love or if it's just in love with the idea of it. So um, taking, you know, taking a look outside that relationship is, is good sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, you need, you need to be prepared that maybe God wants you out of that situation. Yeah. Or doesn't want a relationship to happen if it's just somebody you're crushing on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that happen several times, you know. In and out, you know, I've, I've prayed like, you know, if this is not right, just take me out of it because... Yeah. You do get caught up in thinking about this person and, you know, wanting it to work out because you think it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and if God removes you, know that it's for your best, your benefit and their benefit. Yeah. Um, another way you can, you know, move past um, infatuation is um, stop the comparison game. You know, stop comparing yourself to other relationships, whether if you're in high school or wherever you're at. You know, stop comparing yourself to those relationships that you're seeing. Um, and then, you know, because peer pressure can really get the best of you sometimes, um, you see your friends and they have boyfriends and you're just like, Oh, I'm so, I want that so bad. So you're just going to force a relationship with whoever will take you in a sense. Um, and then, you know, same with movies. I mean, you mentioned the bachelorette, um, shows, movies. I mean, we all do it. We love, you know, to watch those movies with the couples who fall in love, you know, or, um, you know, and those movies that are like the cheerleader football player, you know, relationship. You just want that so bad. So, um, we just think, I know in high school, I just thought like, I have to have a boyfriend. I have to have this relationship because that's what the world expects of me basically. Yeah. And, um, you just got to stop that, you know, just wait. Um, because like you said, um, in first Corinthians 13, four love is patient. Um, and true love is patient. It won't rush anything. Yeah, and and when you compare your relationship to other people's relationships, it's never it's never good because yeah. it's either that, like like when when I was me and Dustin were dating earlier, I saw a friend who was like really struggling with her relationship, you know, trying to decide whether they wanted to be together forever or not, and me and Dustin had been dating probably like. Six six months at the time and we were talking about marriage already 
And so I was thinking, like, if this person who has been with this guy for years isn't sure, then how am I supposed to know Mm -hmm. at this? So, you know, that's not good because their relationship was much different than our relationship. And the opposite of that, like, if, if they were having a good relationship and they hadn't been dating as long as us, then I would feel pressure like, well, they already know mm-hmm. and they haven't been dating as long as we have. So maybe, maybe he's not the one for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's terrible any way you cut it. So I think it goes back with coming one of the points I mentioned earlier is like love is about commitment and making mm-hmm. the decision consciously, you know, some people do, you know, only date for a few months and decide to get married. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're going to yeah. make the decision every day to love this person right. and give everything to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think really, too, if you build a relationship on friendship first, if that's where you start your relationship, um, you know, then it, it can grow in a healthy way, whether it be a continuous friendship or in a, you know, more of a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, future type of situation. Um, But that friendship first, you know, taking that relationship slow will end up being a healthy, healthy thing for you. So the last thing I want to look at is why is it important to go past infatuation? Um, And it's, you know, because our our perceptions clouded. We don't see their flaws mm-hmm. or deal breakers. Or we you know we try to overlook. Like you may have a list of things. Like if you're like me, I made a list of things when I was a teenager, things I wanted in a future mm-hmm. husband. And you know, if you get infatuated, sometimes you're like, well, you know, it's okay. That's not really as important. And some things may not be like you know, I have like he needs to be at least six feet tall. That's probably not yeah. important. But <laughs> <laughs> that was on my list too. <laughs> you did get that. Then. <laughs> um, you know, the we fill in the blanks of who this person is instead of letting them reveal it to our to us mm-hmm. and we make assumptions about them that lead to obsession or we stay in a, a relationship longer than we need to because we're you know filling the blanks or making assumptions about them and we can miss we can miss important warning signs like emotional abuse physical abuse verbal abuse drug or alcohol abuse um, cheating you know it kind of reveals itself sometimes usually it starts out kind of small mm-hmm. and if you don't you know address it when it fir- you first see something you know because you make an excuse for this guy that you're with um you know it just gets it just gets worse and you mm-hmm. you're not going to change the person when you get married it just you know they're going to yeah. be more set in their ways that's what i've heard at least yeah for sure <laughs> um, you know, infatuation is how most relationships start um, but it's not going to sustain you long term. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not grown into love like we talked about, then you'll have just an unhappy marriage. You know, they'll may eventually cheat on you or and you'll get divorced, you know, if you're not fully committed. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very similar to lust, but I think we've, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of kind of showing you that infatuation is kind of the gateway into lust. It's mm-hmm. that little obsession that gets you thinking that moves into more, you know, serious issues. Um, and next week we're going to have an even tougher mm-hmm. uh, discussion, mm-hmm. but um, we think it's really important for y'all to understand these so you can be good Christian women as you grow up and make good relationship decisions. Yeah. So we want you to remember to be kind, be humble and wait for love. Bye. Bye.